Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the HNS Podcast. Appreciate you all for coming back. Today, we're going to talk about a little bit of crazy shit that I've been reading over these last couple has been like almost a week. We're going to kick things off with the sound you're hearing in the back right now is Grateful Dead, The Speed of Space. However, it's a reimagining. It's on an album called Grayfolded. And it's a reimagining of their song Dark Star through hundreds of different performances mixed together by a producer named John Oswald. So check this out. You guys probably don't know this, but I'm a huge fan. Huge, oh, actually, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys, like I said, it was probably way too chaotic in the beginning, right? Welcome to the fucking show. Welcome to the show. We want to give everybody who's been returning back and listening. I appreciate you guys. I'm going to give you guys a nice welcome back applause. Look, like I said, on this episode, we got a bunch of crazy things to talk about. And to start off, we're going to talk about Plunder Phonics. You what? That's right. I discovered a bunch of crazy shit about Plunder Phonics. And I want to show you. I want to tell you about it because chances are you probably already know. So apparently Plunder Phonics is a music genre, which... Uh, a lot of the a lot of the music that's made from it is constructed by sampling recognizable music works. This all started back in 1985 by this John Oswald guy, right? So he wrote an essay called Plunder Phonics, Audio Piracy as a Com- Compositional Pro- uh, Prerogative. And he was pretty much explaining music and how it is possible to create, I think, new and original ideas out of things that might potentially have copyrights on them. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was kind of what the uh, the basis of that whole thing was. So you got to imagine, he was doing this since like the 70s, you know what I'm saying? And and this whole, you know, paper that he made, this essay of Plunder Phonics was in 1985. So he was already making music in the style that w- that would eventually become hip hop that wasn't necessarily hip hop, right? But he was like sampling and taking drums from one and the bass from the other and doing this crazy shit with it. So the reason I found out about this Plunder Phonics guy is because I was listening to music in the genre of Vaporwave. And I don't know if a lot of you know Vaporwave, but I, I, I fuck with Vaporwave. You know, it's like a, it's a really it's a very interesting sound. It's um, nostalgic Yet it feels smoky, like a Miami nightclub type feel. And if I could play uh, just one little example, so you can kind of maybe get an idea. Uh, shout out to a group called, or a producer named 18 Carat Affair. The song's called Desire. This is Vaporwave to me. It just has that vibe, you know? Like you can just, you feel like you're in a nightclub smoking. Neon lights everywhere. It's probably a vape machine going off. You know, a couple people kind of coked out in the back or some crazy shit. 
this is the sound that this song has to me. It just has like a very nightclub feel, but like a smooth, chill nightclub. You know what I'm saying? So the reason I get to this, because I, I fuck with Vaporwave. So I was curious and I was like, all right, let me see well, who, what are some of like the good acts in the Vaporwave scene? And, uh, and let me actually get to know the roots of it, when it became a genre, et cetera. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you that I know the whole history here, but it all goes back to this guy, John Oswald and his paper in 1985. Because this whole genre that he made, this plunderphonics, this whole sound collage, electronic, hip-hop, you know, uh, sampling-based music is the very basis of what Vaporwave is now. And I fuck with Vaporwave heavy. Slowed in reverb, all that, all that, like, you know, slow aesthetic sound music, that's my pocket. But check this out. So I discovered a bunch of different crazy albums. And that song that I opened off the uh, the episode with, which was pretty chaotic. I wouldn't even call it a song. It was more like a sound collage, right? It was um, it was a flip of the Grateful Dead. And that song was pretty nuts. So if, you, if you're interested, you can check it out on your own. It's on the, uh, the first project, or the second disc, Mirror Ashes. And the song was called The Speed of Space. So if you're interested, check it out. But like I said, you know, these are all different compositions made from, which is crazy, right? He made two projects, two discs. Every single song is a new song, but every single song is just different reiterations of the composition that is Dark Star by the Grateful Dead. So, right? So like, that's nuts. So, so... Is it really fucking 15, 16 original songs? Or is it a remix? Did this guy just Taco Bell the playlist? This guy just Taco Bell the Grateful Dead's fucking song Dark Star. And he said, this is a this is a new item. No, the fuck it's not. I mean, yes, maybe, but it's the exact same ingredients. It's crazy, right? I don't know. You guys should look into it. It's called uh, Grey Folded if you want to hear the song. But if you want to learn more about that style, like it's a comp- composing, which honestly, that's what hip hop is now. Any music, really, pop music, everybody just samples older shit. So we all kind of took a little bit of the plunderphonic idea. But that's pretty nuts. You guys should look into it. But another, another thing I want to show you guys is apparently, not only am I a student of, of this style of making music, but it can be said that I actually made one too. Um, for those who, who are close to me, which isn't much, and you guys um, knew that I was in a band, I released a project in 2017, in July. And uh, it was called, it was by my artist name, Echos Eviscus. That's E C O S space Y space V I S. C-O-U-S. The, the, the theme, I guess, of the name, or the premise behind the name, was uh, Echoes Hibiscus were the two styles of music I had. So it was very bass-heavy, very uh, loop-heavy, so it would just be the same thing, you know, playing over and over and over again, kind of hypnotic, but then I would do a lot of crazy shit with the reverb and the effect pedals and stuff, so it was very echoey. So 
the idea behind it was uh, Echoes y Viscous for the name because I couldn't find anything more suiting. So in 2017, when I dropped this project, there's a song in here that I called Dream Sequence One. And it is literally Plunderphonics. So all of these just different samples of my favorite things, whether it be comedy, whether it be TV shows, and I spliced them all together. Meanwhile, I looped a guitar part in the back from another song to create an original composition. This is crazy, right? For those of you guys who are interested in hearing it, like I said, just look up uh, Echoes Viscous Dream Sequence 1. Or I can just contact me directly and I'll send you guys the link. Some people say, well, But this is nuts. I technically have dabbled in the art of plunderphonics, uh, you know, audio creations, and uh, I think that's very interesting. Thought you guys would want to know that your host is, uh, you know what I'm saying, talented, a little, a little creative, avant-garde, but yeah. So that was some cool shit, that was some cool shit I learned, uh, literally just the last couple days, and... I don't know if you guys like Vaporwave as a whole, but I also discovered a bunch of crazy other projects. There's a, pro a, a project called, which I don't even know the name of the, uh, the group, right? So I'm not going to try to butcher it here. But the project itself... Oh, okay, okay. Apparently the name of the group is Cat System Corp. All right? So Cat System Corp dropped a project called News at 11. And it is crazy. It's just super chill fucking music you'd imagine at like a department store right like i'll play a little snippet of it but you guys could check you guys could find this project on Bandcamp. this was dropped in 2016 on september 11th right so it was the it was the was it 15 year anniversary of um september 11 so the album steam is like what if september 11th never happened right so a normal day, you would get news at 11, and that's it. News at 11. You didn't have the whole day filled with, you know, all these, uh, I don't know, all these traumatizing reports and shit. So for those of you guys who know those reports and actually remember some of the things that they were casting on the news, this project features that minus... You know, the trauma. And it's a very interesting project. I'll play a tiny, tiny portion of it because I don't want to get fucking copyrighted by these guys. Good morning, but this America. is Good Morning America by Cat System Corp. You guys can check this out on Bandcamp. It's called News at 11. This is all it is. It's super chill, right? That's it. And then if you speed it up a little bit towards the end, Department store music. You would think I had you on hold. 
Are you listening to a podcast or are you on hold for your bills? Nope, you're still listening to the podcast. And then... Should be getting in. It is lunchtime in London, 5 a.m. in Los Angeles, Just like that. 8 a.m. here in New York. You guys need to check this project out. News at 11, guys. News at 11. It's a crazy project. And then there's this other one by Ghost Diamond, which I have not checked out yet. But it's called New World, spelled N-U-W-R-L-D, apparently. Oh, wait, no, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. Never mind. The, the project is called Death's Dynamic Shroud dot WMV. But the name of the, uh, or that's the name of the group. But the name of the song is called Ghost Diamond, apparently. I don't know. Guys, listen, I'm fucking it all up. Just know that I've been on a vibe. I've been listening to a lot of crazy ass shit these last couple days. And you guys don't have any fucking idea about it. It pains me. I wish I had more people out there who knew crazy-ass progressive music. You know, like, the beauty behind, like, the Mars Volta and Yes and Supertramp and Pink Floyd and who really understood that. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. But, yeah. Apparently, I dabble with Plunderphonics. And I got lost in uh, learning about this dude named John Oswald and listening to a bunch of his crazy, crazy fucking creations. Yeah. Wow. So I'm boring you guys? Okay. Alright. You guys want me to ch- switch it up? Or what? Should I switch it up? Well, for one, shouldn't be kids watching this. So if you guys could dip. Now the adults, should we switch it up? Oh, shit. Alright, 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 hey, enough. So I don't know how true this is, but check this out. Apparently, today, I was listening, or I was reading a a, a post that somebody put up. Alright, there you go. Already I'm letting you know how, how much validity this might have, okay? But I was reading a post that said, our magnetic poles are shifting for the first time since several millennia ago. Something about since the last, uh, since the beginning of the 21st century, and specifically since the early 1900s, it has been accelerating at a faster pace. So, you know, if I could get somebody on here that's an, uh, an astrologist, a somebody who knows about geography, somebody who knows about studies uh weather patterns and magnetic pools and all that shit if that is true come on here and talk to me about it because i don't know anything about it but you know if if that is true i would not be surprised because it didn't they say something about um i don't know let's uh let, let's not talk about that right now because at the same time we don't need two depressing episodes back to back the last one was a little dark life can be a little cruel i think you guys are here to laugh so let's talk about this crazy headline i did read though they're saying that they may have figured out why we're all depressed and i know that's not just me that's a lot of us and if i'm being honest i'm ready to be fucking happy 
But I'm not so sure how I feel about this fucking treatment. So they're saying that depression is shown in the new evidence that it is actually linked to your unhealthy gut bacteria. So you're asking yourself, what what can we do about it? Eat, Eat better, right? Maybe. But it's not that simple. Because chances are that bacteria has been there for decades. Because have you really been eating different? Chances are we're probably eating the exact fucking same as we were eating 10 years ago. If not worse, maybe just a little better. So the real solution here is potentially, now hear me out, fecal matter transplants. That's caca transplants. That's poo-poo transplants. Dookie. Shit. The actual solution and treatment for depression and unhealthy gut bacteria could probably be getting somebody else's shit inside you. That sounds disgusting, right? But that, the same, that's the same, that's the solution. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know where we're going here. But if that's true, that just gives a whole new meaning to get your shit together, right? Because if you guys are depressed out there, you might want to start lining up for these fecal matter transplants. This is not a lie. This is legit. Would any of you guys line up for it? An actual poopoo transplant? You what? That's right, a poopoo transplant. But, I mean, in the name of feeling better, I think we're all in, right? Yeah. I say we're all in. Fuck it. Fuck it. In the name of science, let's get this shit together. Get our shits together. What if... Can you imagine this? In the Reddit threads, they were going nuts. Asking. What if they found people who were not depressed... Put them all together on an island. Made them have the best life ever. Harvested their shit. And then gave them to people who were depressed. That's some dystopian shit, right? Literally. Like, like literally, literally. That's not even... That's that's a, almost a triple entendre. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. But yeah. On top of that... On top of that... There's also another cool development that I think you guys might be interested in, check, in, uh, in learning about. Let me, uh, let me tell you a little bit right after this break. <sighs> I'm gonna hate this episode. And we're back from the break. So, check it out. Before leaving, I want to talk to you guys about some other crazy news that I heard today. 
and that is that we might be on the verge of fixing this whole issue with the plastics. If you guys remember from the last podcast, I kind of went on a rant about how the earth is kind of doomed, recycling is all, you know, for nothing, and blah, 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 blah. Well, apparently, 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 by the way, I don't know the name of the song in the background, so I'm going to go ahead and stop it, but it's by 2814. This song kills. It's on, it's, I'm still on the vaporwave trip, guys. Okay, so apparently, AI has created an enzyme that was able to eat an entire plastic container. Now, I'm sure this is still, you know, in a vacuum. This is still in a, in a controlled lab. So it hasn't necessarily been tested on anything of grand, you know, of uh, size or whatever. But this is a start. If we have an enzyme that is capable of eating plastic, and even better, apparently they say the byproduct of it can then be turned into a, um, a fuel, I believe. So, look, we might have found something here. And uh, people who are smarter than me go a little bit more into it, saying something a little bit more about it. Um, being able to actually separate each individual plastic to its own, like to its own base level, I believe. If that's true, that's even better. But to think that the amount of landfills and the amount of recycling bins that it would have to go through, insane, insane. But I thought that was a very interesting development. It's at least an answer to my quarrels with humanity last episode and and how pained I felt knowing that the recycling, you know, was not really doing much, not helping at all. <clears throat> you had your couple, you know, one or two uh, small independent creators, business people, ideas, you know, who, are, who take their plastics and perhaps mold it into, you know, thin strips of fabric and then make shirts or something. Or you got people who actually take tires and make sandals and those people who are like literally reusing but like to what we believe recycling when we take it out to the curb and think yeah they're gonna go and sort it and it's gonna become a bag next week or no it doesn't it doesn't it ends up in the fucking landfill just like everything else so unless you actually reuse yourself and find secondhand uses for your products you might have to wait until these enzymes really take off and, and these um, scientists and artificial technology intelligence that's, gen- that's helping create these things are able to, you know, perfect it to a T. But we're on to something. So, you know, I just thought that was, you know, a, a, a nice solution and a step in the right direction, guys. That's right. There's hope for humanity. It's not all, it's not all sadness. It's not all tears. This is going to take some time. Change is slow. Always has, always will be. Well, unless we're talking about, you know, technology. Technology seems to escalate pretty fast. And, you know, what we just talked about right now about the magnetic pulls. I don't know how (coughs) valid that source is. But if that's true, too. 
Uh, that's pretty scary. So let's hope that the the change that we need comes faster than the change that we don't need. But speaking of change, we all know that in the last two years or so, we went from a giant shift. Everybody went from working at home, besides me, because I'm in an industrial field, so I have to be out there on the floor. You know, I have to be in the in the world, meeting people, connecting, working with things. You know what I'm saying? A lot of other people had the luxury of potentially going and working from home. And because of that, it shifted a lot of the ways that people think. They're not necessarily as uh, eager to return to a corporate structure that they see a lot of flaws in. <coughs> so those same corporate structures are having to find ways to, you know, mitigate that issue. Being shorthanded and still having to to meet these high demands because, you know, the structure of the company is already, you know, call for it. So what we've been seeing in this last quarter of this year, you got to think, we're already on the end of month five. So the quarter already passed a while back. We saw a 40% increase in robot orders. 40. That is a little bit alarming if you ask me, just because we saw it coming, right? Like, I remember ships five, seven years ago when they first said that there was a, what was it, like a Burger King or some, some fucking thing. But it was, like a, it was like a fast food restaurant that was being managed and, you know, whatever, operated by a robot, right, that made burgers. And we all know that Amazon and all them, they, they pretty much rely on robots, can you can you imagine? We're getting closer, guys. We are literally getting closer to being nothing but kiosks and robots. That's nuts, yo. Like, I don't know if that alarm... Dude, sound the fucking alarm, dude. I don't know if that freaks you guys out the way it freaks me out. But it's like, it's freaky, but at the same time, it's kind of like, we're already fucking there, dude. Like, how many people do we know who can't seem to just, like, you know, get off their phones? And we know people who go home and video game for hours. And that not that already kind of being plugged in? So, like, if we move into a world where we communicate telepathically with the Neuralink, everything around us is kiosk and robots. We, we have it so that we can communicate with these devices first. Before we allow ourselves to communicate with each other. Because you got to think. If we're communicating telepathically. Humans. We're going to. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some fucking time. To really. Desensitize us. To that whole idea. You know. We can, we can barely handle. Sharing our thoughts on the internet. Much less. Could we handle. I imagine a neural link. Where you'd literally be talking to people telepathically. Like we're not ready for that. But can you imagine a society where, let's say, the Burger King or the McDonald's or the Papa John's, those big chains that already have these demands that they have to fulfill, but they don't have the people. Can you imagine they integrate systems where you order online from your device, like you know we do now, and a little robot comes out and just takes it to your car? You know what I'm saying? Like, so long as you're parked in the right spot, if we could follow that as humans... We could be getting there because there's not any who really wants to work at a minimum wage job 
just I mean, look, the pay is the problem, really. But I but who's who who wants to work in these jobs anyways? Like everybody nowadays has societal pressures where they feel like it's it's degrading to work in those jobs and you know if it can be replaced by robots, then why not? Then why not, right? I mean if you could replace 14 high schoolers and somebody who's kind of bad at their job and just really needs it. I mean, I guess the question would be then what do you give them, right? What kind of jobs are left for the disenfranchised to do? The people who would typically work. I mean, I guess they they would become the robot operators. Hey, if you would if you were willing to come and scrape a grill and mop and you're like, fuck it, I understand it's a job and I just want, a, you know, whatever, I don't care, a job's a job. Then okay, fuck it. If you really want to work for Mickey D's, you really want, just come over here and we'll teach you how to operate these little robots, how to clean shit up. You still have to mop because these things aren't perfect and there's still going to be trails from probably where the robots drop, you know, riding around in. So, there's still, it's just a major cutback. I mean, so I guess it's it's possible. But it's just crazy to think. 40% increase in the first quarter. That's going to that's gonna ramp up because I. nobody wants to work right now. Everybody's doing flipping on Amazon and becoming YouTubers and TikTokers and rappers. And, you know, it's everybody's doing everything but just getting a job. So the robots are going to get the job. But then where does that lead us? <laughs> I, robot? <coughs> Sound the alarms? Are we gonna be an iRobot? Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I love that movie. iRobot is. I should watch that movie tonight. It's one of my faves. That'd be pretty cool. Listen, I think it's I think it's interesting, but at the same time, it was inevitable. We'll probably return to the jobs. We'll have a return, but it's. It's going to be hard. We're definitely inching closer towards the Jetsons. Well, let me see. In other news, didn't want to didn't get everybody all down. But since we're talking about down shit, apparently Hur- Hurricane Agatha, which who the fuck names these hurricanes, honestly? Who, can I be on the committee? Hurricane Ag- Agatha? Like, what is, the, what is the last big hurricane that happened? What are, like, the last major hurricanes that you, that you remember? Like, listen, apparently Hurricane Agatha hit my home country of Mexico, and it's not looking good. It hit the uh, southern portion of the country, so a lot of hot spots, a lot of tropical destinations where people like to go and travel are right now flooded, inundated. People have had to evacuate. It is, it is not looking good. So I'm going to try to see what I could do. If I could find a link, I'm going to put it in this episode if you guys care to donate. But there's a lot of crazy shit happening. I don't even want to get into uh, into reading the you know headlines. But of course, like in anywhere where you have tropical disasters like this, you're going to have people missing. You're going to have people who who pass away because of it. So this is um this is the beginning of the crazy storms again. We're entering that season, guys. So uh, just be, you know. Be prepared. I know that, um, I 
mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. There's, this is crazy. So, hopefully, you know, it doesn't get any worse. But like I said, this is just the beginning of the season. And if that other thing had any validity to it, like I said, I keep bringing it up this episode. If the, there's actually polar shift happening, then that means that storms like this might get a little nastier. What are polar shifts? Well, they're saying that the polars, uh, the magnetic, I guess, poles or whatever, are shifting at the moment. Hmm. You think they are? I don't know. I haven't heard, I haven't read anything about it. Hmm. Let me see. Well, from what it looks like, Popular Mechanics posted it on March 7th saying that the North Pole is rapidly moving because of some blobs. Some blobs? Yep. That's what the headline says, you know. Pretty much the magnetic North Pole just isn't where it used to be. And they're saying that it's actually been moving at an alarming rate. Now, I don't know how true it is, but they're saying that not looking good but isn't that pretty much what the um, Mayans were saying that there was going to be some kind of shift they might have just been off a little bit <coughs> might have been off a couple years but shit happens if this is true I mean life, life is short anyways I mean if we look at the facts A lot of people, a lot of us, I mean, like I was mentioning earlier with the with the unhealthy gut bacteria, a lot of us are depressed, a lot of us are, you know, not necessarily the healthiest. There's apparently a million kids that are that have been, you know, hooked on fucking jewels, and that's kids, man. A million kids are hooked on jewels, and that's like a pack, you know what I'm saying? That's super potent nicotine. So... Is the future really looking bright for us? No, not really. Not really. And we're trying our best to um, to make it through the day, man. You know, we got bigger shit to worry about. You know, it's about to get hot. A lot of people, you know, the hoochie daddy shorts are popping <laughs> out this summer. It's going to get hot as fuck. We got bigger problems. We got bigger problems. And all these problems start at home. You know, cost of living is going up. Our wages ain't. Seems like we're all just getting stuck. Speaking of stuck, I'm going to switch the mood a little bit. I'm hoping this is fake. Actually, it's got to be fake. Just look, look at this fucking headline, all right? Look at, look at the website that posted it. Blog.therainforestside.greatergood.com. That's got to be... That's legit, right? But then again, say that again. Blog.therainforestsite.thegreatergood.com. I have no idea how to interpret that. Look. Does that make it a, a trustworthy website? Because to, to me, it sounds fake. It's fake as fuck, right? Yeah. Maybe. What'd they say? Well, they said that scientists 
broke a part of a cave that was sealed off for five million years. Ooh. And in it, they actually found 33 creatures. Alive? That far I didn't get into. <laughs> Babe. But. <laughs> That's probably the third sentence that you lot. just decided not to read. Because <laughs> that is the very next question I'm sure everyone has. I read those headlines. It's got to be probably dead. After five million years in a cave. But then again, I don't know how true it is, but in China there was a giant sinkhole. But aren't, aren't caves like their own ecosystems? Yeah. I feel like most things in caves probably are still alive. Then it, quite possibly. Well, I don't know. But I need, you need to read like the third sentence been, of this, <laughs> of it this article. Been, it could have been alive. <laughs> you know, in a, apparently in China, and I don't know how to pronounce um, a lot of these parts in China, but it's like the Guangxi Zong. Okay. I hope I pronounced no that right. No idea. I don't know. But there was a 630-foot sinkhole that they found. And in it was an entire forest. Yeah. Underneath. So, should we take this podcast off the fucking rails and really start talking about flat earth? No, not flat earth. Uh, Hollow earth? I don't know what that means. I've heard that... Tell me. I've heard... And this is from internet skeptics, because I don't hang out with nobody who's fucking actually knowledge in, in, in nothing. When I hang out, when I you hang out with me, and I definitely don't. <laughs> look when I when I found out that there was a possibility of a hollow Earth because of stuff like this. So the same thing with the ocean. Think about the ocean. How we think like um, there's ocean bottoms, but then there's specific trenches that go even further down. Hundreds and thousands of miles, whatever. Maybe not thousands of miles, you know, but a couple hundred miles. Then the same thing they're saying is happening on Earth. It's just covered by more Earth because of storms, mudslides, etc. Who knows? Mm. And there's lots of sinkhole areas that are actually just Earths underneath. Mm. Like, not an Earth, like another planet, but like, like, for example, that sinkhole in China. If you could excavate enough of it to reveal that underneath it was just like a whole other cavern mm-hmm. that you had no idea. And it quite possibly had its own ecosystem. Interesting. The crazy thing is, I don't know if this, I don't know if this headline, because again, that's another one that I didn't necessarily read too much into. I don't know if it had just sunken in, like let's say yesterday, and then upon seeing that now the dirt was down there in a pile, it's like, holy shit, there's a forest down here. <laughs> Or if it was a sinkhole that happened to a, maybe a couple hundred years ago, and now there's a forest growing out of the sinkhole because the sun just so happens to hit it right, or it's like plants growing out of a, you know what I'm saying? So that I didn't read too much into. Mm. I guess I should. You should. I should. Should we do that now for the audience? Sure. What do you guys say? All right, guys, breaking news, okay? Apparently, a sinkhole in China has a prehistoric forest. So, yes, the sinkhole happened, and then it was discovered that there was actually a forest that is older than the forest on top, underneath. And that's why it was able to thrive, because the, nutri- the nutrients and all that, it's, it's an ecosystem at that point, right? Mm-hmm. It's literally like its own... Uh, what do you call those little globes that people have? Where they kind of just a little terrarium. Mm-hmm. It's its own terrarium on planet Earth. That's yeah. awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they just discovered it. 
Can you imagine going down there to the prehistoric trees? Ooh, baby, that's crazy. <laughs> that's like, yo, I'm the only person on this planet who has, bre- who has breathed in this prehistoric oxygen emitting from this prehistoric tree. That, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Shout out this sinkhole for revealing the prehistoric tree underneath. So can you imagine if that happened here in the United States? Let's say there was a giant sinkhole in the middle of Kansas. Fucking caved in. And underneath that was paradise. A beautiful little spot of Eden. And everybody's like, damn, there's nothing to do in Kansas. What the fuck you mean there's nothing to do in Kansas? Have you not been to the sinkhole? The sinkhole? Dude, you gotta go. I mean, look. <coughs> all I'm saying is ponder it. Ponder the possibility. that there could be a hollow earth. I think you need to, you know, read into it a little bit. Could be true. Could not be true. But I feel like more sinkholes and more stuff that we're seeing happen recently within the last couple of years, it might prove that, you know, it's probably not entirely hollow. But if if the Aztecs and the uh, the Mesoamericans in, in Mexico were able to build a city on a swamp, then what's to say that we're not all just kind of like a not necessarily super secure surface? And if we crumbled in, that's like, oh, that was the real layer down there. Hmm. It's like, oops, we were just we thought we were building something. We're just the second floor. We just caved in them because there's hella shit up here. So I mean. Something to think about. Something to think about. You know, apparently um, some theories from the Hollow Earth go way back to even like 1691 by Sir Edmund Halley. So if you guys believe in Hollow Earth, we all know that ancient minds could have potentially been a little wiser than us because we've all been distracted by media, entertainment, wants and desires because now we live in comfort. So there might be a little bit of validity to some you know, theories from the past. Don't forget to learn. You guys got to learn a little bit, a little bit each day. You know, I tried to at least learn one fact each day. But I'm not sure if I was necessarily pleased with learning that trading shit would be the actual cure to depression. Because, eh, I don't know. Eating a little pill that somebody says, hey, don't worry about it. It's a pill. It's a vitamin. You're not even going to taste it. Yeah, but there's shit in there. You know, it's kind of funky. It's kind of funky. Alrighty, well, you know, with that being said, guys, it's been a crazy-ass episode. The only thing crazier I could report on this episode that you may have not even heard about is... <coughs> Go ahead, get it out, get it out. Is Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa. Everybody knows Mona Lisa. She was apparently attacked by a man... In the, in, dressed as an old lady in a costume in a wheelchair so think about that okay think about the disguise man 
Talk about a master of disguise. Popped up into the museum. Probably strolled around, unless he went straight there. Somewhere throughout the whole situation, he had a piece of cake. Nobody questioned it. He had a slice of cake in his hand. An old lady, right? Of course you're not going to question the old lady with cake in her hand. Brilliant. Comes over to the museum. Or comes over to the uh, Mona Lisa. And then smears cake on it. Why in the fuck? Why no why? Apparently, it was an act of protest. But, what a way to protest, man. Luckily, as we all may have known if we watched National Treasure, it was protected by bulletproof glass. So the art piece itself was not stolen. Or, I mean, was not vandalized. So no need to fret. But people are wondering... Why in the hell did somebody do this? Was it a distraction? And I think it was. For those of you guys who are big YouTubers, you might know about a guy on YouTube. His name is Nico. Nico Osimasa, I believe. That's how you pronounce his last name. I don't even actually know how you pronounce his last name. Omilia, my bad. I don't even know where I got Osimasa from. Nico Omilana. That was three different names I just gave you, but the last one was the real one. Nico Omilana. And some people are saying that the real reason this guy went up there and smeared the cake on that was because they finally stole his fucking handsome Lisa off the wall <laughs> that was there since he posted up the video and went viral about five, maybe six months ago. So... That's the real reason the heist was there. You guys should look it up. And you guys should also just check him out too. He's a pretty cool YouTuber. He uh, posted up a video about two weeks ago where he pranked America's most racist man, the leader of the KKK. And what a time to do it. And all this crazy shit's going down. And everybody's still... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get too crazy into it, guys. This is the Urban Society podcast at the end of the day. We're here to just chill. We're here to have fun. And hopefully um, catch a vibe. So, with that being said, I'm going to leave you guys with one song. Thank you guys for listening to my rambling. I hope you guys had fun. Plunder Phonics. You guys should look it up. Plunder Phonics, all right? So, check this out. I'm going to play one more song. This one's called Heaven Knows What. And this is not Plunder Phonics. This is just good music, baby. band is called Holy Ghost, and the project is called Work. We all gotta do it. Oh, she's beautiful. I'm gonna let it ride out for a little bit. Thank you guys for watching or listening, hearing, or skipping.